Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook Pre-Arb Excellence group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, The Blood is Starting to Boil, and ask me questions if I was confusing. The Blood is Starting to Boil. Sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes that's a bad thing. A lot of times with baseball here recently, the blood has not been boiling even remotely. And the concept of, boy, if you completely didn't care, it wouldn't look a whole lot different from this, would apply. Not saying I don't care, but if I didn't care, there were a lot of days where it really wouldn't look a whole lot different. It wouldn't look a whole lot different many days. Now today, twice, I've had my blood boil. My blood has boiled twice, but not because of Major League Baseball. Rob Manfred is still Rob Manfred. The 30 owners are still the 30 owners. And I'm still more interested in the prospects than the veterans. That hasn't changed. What has changed is something that's gotten me into trouble the last 50-odd years. People. People make my blood boil. People make my blood boil, but not just because they exist. Not just because they have you know, hair, a nose, legs, arms, whatever. That, that's not why people piss me off. That's not why people piss me off. People piss me off because they deliberately mislead. When people deliberately mislead people, people deliberately mislead people, it gets my blood to boil because I know, I know (coughs) there's a whole lot of people who go to a Facebook group or are on Twitter and they read something And they presume, well, this person wrote it down, so it has to be accurate. It has to be accurate because somebody wrote it down. Doesn't matter the source. Doesn't matter if it's a blue checkmark person or not. Somebody's going to read something. Hey, well, somebody wrote it, so it's got to be true. And it can be completely innocent because, you know, I know there's a lot of garbage out there. Nobody's going to believe everything, 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 everything. But sometimes you're wandering into that, well, this is an angle of things that I don't entirely understand. I haven't done the homework, and frankly, I'm not going to do the homework. So I will believe this person is probably telling the truth because, after all, why else would they be talking? I'm going to believe this person is a probably viable source because they said something, and they said it like they meant it, and there's absolutely no reason for them to be lying, or misleading, or pers- um, or dissuading, or obfuscating, or whatever you want to use. I want people to tell the truth. And if they don't tell the truth, I want somebody to stand up to them. I want somebody to stand up to, let, 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 let's say you're out at a ball game. 
with someone and they deliberately mislead. It could be about baseball. It could be about the weather. It could be about the NASDAQ. It can be about anything. Somebody deliberately says something that is deliberately wrong and they know it. Deliberately says something deliberately wrong and they know it. What should you do? What should you do if your friend deliberately attempts to mislead people? I'm shrugging over here. That's up for you to decide. But when I see somebody trying to get away with saying some stuff that is obviously inaccurate, sometimes my blood gets to boil. My blood starts to boil and sometimes I go off. And for some people, it's, well, why are you, that's such a small thing, because it's wrong. It's wrong. Somebody's saying something that is clearly wrong, demonstrably wrong, it should be pointed out so that anyone else who happens to be reading on, oh, oh, okay, I see. This person's full of it. Do your own research. Don't trust me. But if somebody is saying something that's wrong, there will be days when I will, no, 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 I'm not going to put up with this. I'm going to oppose this person because they're wrong. And on that specific day, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe there's something else I'm supposed to be doing, but I think they're wrong. And I'm going to point it out so that anyone who is interested in being accurate, in being correct, actually sees what's going on. And today I've had two different instances of that kind of sort of thing going on. One of them, somebody was saying, Major League rookies get paid $500,000 a year and they want to get paid $600,000 a year. I don't actually know what the league minimum is right now. I thought it was closer to 600000 now. But I don't know what the specific numbers are. I don't know what's being asked and what's being offered. But I do know it doesn't boil down to rookies get $500,000 a year. It doesn't work that way. And I told the person on the Facebook group, that's not how it works. A rookie doesn't necessarily get paid five hundred dollars or $600,000 a year. There's a specific way of determining how much the player will receive. So again, I don't know if this guy has his tongue firmly up the behind of Rob Manfred or someone else. Or maybe he's just misinformed. Either or. What he's saying was wrong. What he's saying was wrong. Let's say it is $600,000 a year that is the league minimum for Major League Baseball. $600,000 a year, let's just say. Makes the division kind of easier. The Major League Baseball season is divided up into a certain number of days. A certain number of days. I seem to remember at one point the number was 184 might be up from that might be down from that but it's 184 at one point was the number 184 
So what ends up happening is if a player gets called up, well, let's assume 184 and let's assume $600,000. Again, the numbers specifically don't matter. What does matter is understanding how much a rookie gets paid. Player gets called up from AAA to Major League Baseball. Yay, cool, hooray, wonderful, awesome, great, no problem. Glad for it. He stays on the Major League roster for two days and gets returned back to AAA. How much does he get paid? Well, that guy on Facebook said $600,000, so obviously he gets, gets paid $600,000. Wrong answer. If the number 184 is still correct, what the player would receive is a prorated, you know what prorated is? 184 is full year. If the player was up for the full year and it's $600,000, if he was up for the full year, he'd get $600,000. But if he's only up for half the year, then he'd only get half of the $600,000, $300,000. Then the rest of the year, he'd get paid the minor league salary. Ooh, $300,000, that's still a whole lot. Each specific day is one eighty-four, one 184th of a season. One 184th of a season. So whatever $600,000 divided by 184 is, each day at the major league level, that's what the player gets paid per day. So if he's up for two days, then he gets two days worth of major league pay. And then he gets bumped back to AAA, then he gets AAA pay the rest of the year until he gets called back up again. So his players come up, get sent back down, called up, sent back down, called up, sent back down. They're getting as many days of service time as they are actually on the major league roster. That's how it works. That's how it goes. That's how it's determined. Ethan Roberts on the Cubs 40-man roster. How much is he going to get paid this year? I don't know. How many, how many days is he going to be on the Major League roster? Nelson Velazquez, what's he going to make this year? I don't know. How many days is he going to be on the Major League roster? Greg Dykeman, how much is he going to get paid this year? Yeah, you got this thing figured out now. When a person says a rookie gets paid $600,000 or whatever, sometimes you have to throw or you ought to throw a large bit of myth busting at their inaccurate statements. I haven't gotten back to see if the person has responded to my comment yet. But hopefully, the next time he goes off about, oh, well, the major league players get $600,000. I, I, I hope, I hope he's interested in knowledge, in learning, in understanding how things actually work more than he is about spreading mistruths. 
You can aim to be accurate. You can aim to be accurate or you're a hack. You can aim to be accurate or you're a hack. Which dovetails wonderfully into my second part of the podcast. You can aim to be accurate or you're a hack. Someone was talking about Pete Crow Armstrong today from a Mets perspective. From a Mets perspective, someone was talking about Pete Crow Armstrong. And most of us think about Pete Crow Armstrong from a Cubs perspective. This person was talking about Pete Crow Armstrong from a Mets perspective. From a Mets perspective, he was drafted as a first rounder, traded for two months of Javier Baez, and the Mets did not reach the playoffs off of the trade. And that's where they are now. Whereas for the Cubs, the Cubs were having a season that was falling apart. Everything was coming out of the shopping bag and landing at the person's feet. Everything was suddenly going wrong and the trades were made and more things went wrong and a whole bunch of people got pissed off. But the Cubs ended up getting Pete Crow Armstrong. To which people said, oh, but he's injured. But he's injured. But he's injured. But he's injured. I don't know if you've heard this, but, but he's injured. So this guy today on the Twitter was talking about Pete Crow Armstrong from a Mets fan perspective. And he was basically of the mind, and I, while this isn't, this wouldn't be my take if I were a Mets fan, I don't think, but he's certainly welcome to have the take, that um, trading Pete Crow Armstrong to get Javier Baez was the right thing to do because it tried to take advantage of the Mets situation of possibly getting to the playoffs and bolstering their chances to get to the playoffs. All that happy kind of stuff. It's not how I would have looked at it, but it's how he looks at it. And after all, Pete Crow Armstrong is far away from the major leagues, and he's hurt. And he's hurt. He's injured. He's not playing. You can either be accurate or you're a hack. I decided I would insert myself into this discussion because Pete Crow Armstrong isn't hurt. <laughs> Pete Crow Armstrong is not hurt as of today. What is May, March 4th, March 5th, something like that. Pete Crow Armstrong, not hurt, not injured. He's out in Mesa. He's playing. He's hitting. He's running. He's throwing. He's doing all the things he would do during the regular season except playing in games that have box scores. He's not hurt. He's not injured. He's healthy. Twitch person said, he hasn't played in any games yet. Yeah, but the players that are out in the Mets camp. Are they injured? 
They were injured last year, but they're doing all the things they have to do to get ready for action, and they're actually good to go, and they're throwing. And Are those players hurt? To which the person went with, oh, but he's still way far away from, nah, 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 nah. I don't care how far, I don't care what level he's at. You said Pete Crow Armstrong is hurt. You said in your tweet, Pete Crow Armstrong is injured. Pete Crow Armstrong is not injured. Pete Crow Armstrong is healthy. He's doing all the things that all the healthy players are doing. He is not injured. You said he was injured. That is all that matters in this discussion. Admit you were wrong. And carry on with life. Oh, oh, okay. I'm glad you told me that he is healthy in Cubs camp. I did not know that. I retract my statement of Pete Crow Armstrong being healthy, of being not healthy. He does sound to be healthy, if your information is accurate. And I hope he has a good season. Or something like that. Be accurate in what you are saying I don't say it. And if someone does deliberately say something that is inaccurate to um, persuade people to thinking things that are wrong, kick them in the shins, then kick them in the knee, then possibly kick them a little bit higher up. We really don't need people deliberately lying. If you know something is wrong, walk away from it. Admit you were wrong and walk away from it. Now, the first time the guy said Pete Crow Armstrong was injured, he might have still actually thought that Pete Crow Armstrong is injured and he's not playing and he's not doing anything and he's, you know, unlimited stuff and, you know, maybe he's running, maybe he's taking a couple of swings in the batting cages or I said, no, he's doing that the outfield thing where you go you go up against the wall and you jump over the wall and you try to catch the ball and bring it back in. He's doing that. If he were injured, he would not be doing that. He is totally cleared for everything. He's cleared for flight. Pete Crow Armstrong is healthy. You said Pete Crow Armstrong is not healthy. I'm saying since he's doing everything he can possibly be doing out in Mesa this week. He is healthy, and you should retract your Pete Crow Armstrong is not healthy. But he, but he still might not be. A, yeah, no, that's not the question. You said Pete Crow Armstrong is not healthy. I said Pete Crow Armstrong is healthy. You're either, this person on Twitter, is either arguing Pete Crow Armstrong's health, he's healthy, or moving the goalposts. Somebody needs to get kicked in the shins. Be honest. Be accurate. And if somebody calls you out, and hey, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but that last statement that you made, it's not accurate. Here's the proof as best as I have it. Here's my evidence that you're wrong. So, you know, I don't really care if this guy likes the Pete Crow Armstrong trade or not. What I want him to stop saying is Pete Crow Armstrong's not healthy. Now, 
come tomorrow, there could be a situation where, remember that thing where Tim was saying Pete Crow Armstrong is healthy? Well, now something happened and he's not healthy. Okay, then he's not healthy then. But he's healthy until he's not. He's not healthy until he is, when he's coming back from an injury. But once he is declared healthy, once he's doing all the things that a baseball player would do if they are healthy, then he's probably healthy. And he keeps playing as long as he's healthy until he's no longer healthy. That's how it works. If you're trying to spread the news, if you're trying to educate people, be honest, be accurate. And if you are corrected, oh, thank you for giving me that updated information. I was apparently wrong before. I will attempt to not do that again. We all make mistakes. The important thing is owning up to them when you make them. Thanks for stopping by. And because I've been talking for 21 minutes, my blood's not boiling nearly as much. Have a great weekend.